We think that wealth and treasure will protect us in this world, will provide safety and stability. That's what our culture tells us is going to work. But what does God say? Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode 139 today, and we pray through Habakkuk 2, verses 9 through 11. But before we do that, let's open with a bit of worship. Now, worship is going to look a little bit different today. I usually have a short verse. Today, I have a long passage. This is Psalm 71, 1 through 8, and this itself is a prayer. So here's how I'm going to do this this morning. I am going to read through this verse, not simply to read, but as a prayer, as I am praying these exact words to God. Now, I may add a few things. So I put the verse up there so that you could track with what was scripture and what was my words. Um, But I may not. I may get to the end and add a little bit of worship, or I may add a little bit here and there throughout. But basically, this is going to be a complete prayer straight from Scripture. So let's dive in. Lord, I seek refuge in you. I choose that today. I seek refuge in you. Let me never be disgraced. In your justice, rescue and deliver me. Listen closely to me and save me. Be a rock of refuge for me where I can always go. Give the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, my God, from the power of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and oppressive, for you are my hope, Lord God, my confidence from my youth. I have leaned on you from birth. You took me from my mother's womb. My praise is always about you. Father, let that be true in my life. My praise is always about you. I am like a miraculous sign to many, and you are my strong refuge. My mouth is full of praise and honor to you all day long. Father, this idea that my life is a miraculous sign to many, whether we think many is is being famous or we think many is the people we daily come in contact with, let that be true. Let our lives shine with your glory, but let my mouth always be praising you. There are lots of things that we can praise in this world that people worship and honor with their mouths. But what comes from my mouth, Lord, let that be about you. Pray that you would welcome these prayers this morning as worship, as honor, as reverence for your amazing, I don't even have any boards big enough today, amazing and awesome. We just use so easily in our culture today that they've lost their awe but you are those things. You are awe-inspiring. You are amazing. And I pray that you would hear that from us today, that we are coming to you this morning with reverence for your might, for your compassion, for your love, for the fact that you are our rock and our redeemer. As we go through this prayer this morning, I pray that you would speak to each one of our hearts about the things that you want us to learn from this passage and that we would be honoring to you in this time. Take it and use it however you like and bring whoever you need to hear this to us this morning or on the replay. It's in your name that we pray, Jesus. Amen. Okay, that's <laughs> that's the worship portion of the show. So this is the 
second today of five woes that we're going to get into in Habakkuk 2, 9 through 11. And woe oracles, that's a hard word to have, that's hard to say, woe oracles, tend to contain the following things. They start out with this woe to whoever the message is for, and then they talk about the threat and the criticism. So it's the reason why there's a woe happening. So in this case, we'll learn why the Babylonians are deserving what they're going to get and what that thing is, what the condemnation is. So today, it's about the practice of relying on wealth and treasures for our own safety and protection. So partway through the passage, you'll hear also this phrase that says, the stones will cry out. Now, that refers to the stones in the buildings in their town cities that were either plundered from other nations or purchased with plundered wealth. In essence, it's saying that the plunder will bear witness against the Babylonians. So that's what you're going to hear farther down. But the rest of it is pretty self-explanatory. So let's just dive in. I'm going to read the whole thing. And then I have two additional verses from other places in Scripture. I haven't been doing this lately, but they sort of add to the theme of, of this woe. And so I'll read those ones from Revelation and ones from Proverbs. So let's just jump in. I think I'm going to read the whole thing, all the verses, and then we'll pray through the idea. So here's Habakkuk 2, 9 through 11. It says, Woe to him who dishonestly makes wealth for his house, to place his nest on high, to escape the grasp of disaster. You have planned shame for your house by wiping out many peoples and sinning against your own self. For the stones will cry out from the wall and the rafters will answer them from the woodwork. That's the Habakkuk passage. Here's Revelation 3.17. Because you say, I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing. And you do not know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Speaks to the fact that our wealth is... <laughs> does nothing for us spiritually. All right. And the last one is Proverbs eleven twenty eight. It says, he who trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like a green leaf. All right. Let's take the concepts in those verses and pray about those. Father, you are not uh, condemning wealth in these passages. You're condemning using wealth as our rock as our fortress, as that thing that provides us safety and protection. And instead, we should be relying on you for safety and protection. Our dependence should be on you and not on our wealth and our treasure. And that's the one of the things that you say is bringing on judgment on the Babylonians. The fact that they were plundering this wealth, not only were they oppressing other people to get it, but they were using it in order to create safety nets for themselves. They were depending on that plunder rather than being dependent on you. The Revelation verse says that they have become wealthy and have need of nothing, but not realizing that they are wretched and miserable and blind and poor. Father, we do the same thing. We may not be <laughs> plundering our neighbor, but maybe we are in some ways. But generally speaking, we don't think of ourselves as a conquering nation under this woe, under this judgment. But we cannot, almost can't escape in our culture this reliance on wealth and uh, money and treasure as our safety net, as what we depend on, as the thing that, that creates this sense of stability in our life. And I pray that that would be gone, that would be taken away from us, and that we would learn to depend on you. Father, there's nothing wrong with wealth. 
the more wealth we have, the more we can give. So certainly I ask for blessing in that way, but only if our dependence doesn't transfer from you to that wealth. Only if we continue to see you as our God, as that thing that drives our decisions, that creates our stability, that creates our, that that is our refuge and our strength. I pray that we would be people who trust in you rather than our riches, who look like the verse in Proverbs, the righteous will flourish like a green leaf and he who trusts in his riches will fall. I pray that you would help us recognize in each of our hearts, every single person who's listening to this or listens on the replay, I pray that you will speak to each one of our hearts and help us realize where we are relying on our wealth, where we rely on our income, on our bank accounts, and where we need to repent of doing so. Bring that repentance to our heart. Lead us through that process into a deeper and richer relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I so appreciate you being here. We'll be back sometime this week. I will give you notice with the third out of five woes, and we'll finish them out next week. If you're watching here on the Grace the Gravel Road Facebook page, keep an eye out for that post, and we will be back again sometime later this week. If you're a podcast listener, if you subscribe to the show, you'll get a notice that a new one has downloaded whenever I have it ready. Praying Scripture is brought to you this week by Authenticos. Authenticos is an organization near and dear to my heart. A few years ago, I went on a trip and spent a few weeks in Guatemala facilitating a group of students in learning how to use gospel-centered creativity for personal growth. So their website says it this way, We are broken. Many people live in stress, loneliness, and a lack of sense of purpose, hindering them from the capacity to dream of a hopeful future. Creativity provides an outlet to process life. We facilitate transformative experiences by hosting creative workshops, investing in under-resourced communities, and inspiring people to serve locally and globally. So before the pandemic, Authenticos was focused on in-person art camps in Guatemala. That's what I did with them. But through the shutdown, they've expanded to online experiences with a wide range of individuals and groups. So they have recently received a $5,000 matching funds pledge. So any amount that's donated this week will be doubled. And you can find out more about the work that they do. And you can give at graceandthegravelroad.link backslash give. Now that leads to the Authentico site. I have nothing to do with the money transfer, but I just thought the link would be easier for you to remember. Graceandthegravelroad.link backslash give. So my heart is that as we do this, that we would grow in our prayer lives. God, use this time to direct your heart as well as mine. But most of all, I really want y'all to fall deeper and deeper in love with the God who gave us these words that we are speaking. Amen. Amen.